You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, everyone? I'm Matt McGacky, the vocalist of Cryptopsy and the host of the Vox and Hops Metal Podcast, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians, talk all about their lives and music while sharing killer craft beers. If you've ever wanted to sneak backstage and share a beer with one of your favorite musicians, well, Vox and Hops is the podcast for you. This week on the podcast, I dropped an amazing episode with Sarp Kesky of Bipolar Architecture. There's this episode and over 450 other ones to help you enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. So what are you waiting for? It's time to become a Vox and Hops head. Cheers! Welcome to another episode of Fly on the Call, Canon Conversations on Music. Today we've got a good one. I'm talking to House and Home, who recently released their debut full-length, Find Sense, Feel Love, Make Light. Our talk hits on their mindset as a band, diving right into recording an album, and writing songs that are universal. Their sound is reminiscent of, but not defined by pop punk, in a way that allows them to freely switch things up and keep listeners on their feet. Find Sense, Feel Love, Make Light is available on vinyl through Open Your Ears Records on two beautiful variants that perfectly match the album's artwork, so certainly check that out as well if you like what you hear. actually just saw the um in-studio video that you did um i guess at the end of may um i just saw that today and i I was like really you know blown away by how how close you sounded to the record actually and um like how has it been kind of like navigating covid as a band challenging (laughs) (laughs) boring yeah we're all just kind of going a little stir crazy um Oh, I missed. Uh, I think the challenge has been just figuring out alternative ways to keep people engaged. And uh, it was almost in- exciting in a way at the beginning, just because we got to try out different stuff. And now that it's been a minute, we're all just kind of itching to get back to like, you know, actually being a band again. Yeah. And I mean, I, I was also... Um, you know, reading through some of the interviews and stuff, and I saw that um, Burn was you know, written in studio, and I'm curious kind of how, like, the, the process for that was, and it sounded like that wasn't something that you'd done in the past. It was interesting. I'm going to yeah. spearhead this. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Burn, we originally had kind of this, we thought we were going in recording, re-recording two old songs, and so we got in there and decided we didn't want to do that, and we kind of didn't know where to start for writing a new one just because most of the time when we get together and write it's just kind of all of us in a room and just something happens Mm -hmm. but uh this one they decided to put me in there (laughs) kind of let me play drums for uh i can't remember how long it was like an hour maybe yeah Yeah, and i just kind of just played a bunch of stuff and we listened to it, picked little parts that we liked and what we wanted to go off of. And yeah, we kind of just went from there. Yeah. That was from the ground up, just nothing but drums. And we just wrote to whatever Matt played. <laughs> it was interesting. Needless to say, it's my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like of any band ever. <laughs> 
Um, I, I feel like, you know, a lot of the kind of like themes in your music are, or a lot of the songs like um, deal with, you know, you wanting to be on the road and like, you know, loving being in a band and stuff. Um, and I'm curious, like how that kind of, you know, the fact that you haven't been able to do it, um, especially on your, your full length album where, you, you know, you really have that push behind you. Like, how has it kind of been, you know, navigating that, you know, internally? Um, we have been lucky enough to just have a really good team behind us also with Adam and Open Your Ears Records. Uh, he's been absolutely awesome. And uh, we worked with Big Picture Media for PR and they were really, really like crucial in coming up with creative ways to kind of, uh, I guess, keep the momentum going. Because mm -hmm. obviously when you put a record out, it's like your first thought is like playing it live and touring on it and just, you know, go, go, go. And as soon as we weren't able to do that, we just, like the, the focus for us was just how do we, what, what alternative ways do we have to bring that music to people and have it connect with them the same way that it would in a live show being that a lot of the songs are about loving being in a band and loving playing live shows like having that not actually be a part of it for the foreseeable future after you put it out is for sure challenging but uh it was uh yeah we were lucky to work with a bunch of really awesome people that kind of got it mm -hmm. and got what we were going for and so they they were super crucial to that process yeah and i mean so many bands these days are doing the kind of like doing like starting off with you know two or three or even four eps before they kind of like dive into a full length and you know you guys had you know a, a standalone single and then uh like the ep um like what was it that kind of like led to the decision to make uh the full length be your next release was that my decision was it or I was think it? it was wasn't actually. i like dude fucking ep or can i swear is that cool <laughs> yeah no problem <laughs> all right i was, was like yeah fucking ep dude let's just write like 1200 songs <laughs> put out an album I, yeah credit like, where credit is too i think that was your idea yeah no it was yeah because like when we were like before we wrote it or recorded it we were always talking about like you know the next release like oh the ep oh the ep like fucking ep dude <laughs> i think it's like I especially it, it is so much more like involved in and it, it much more intense of a process doing a full length too and it's like we have all been in bands before that have done nothing but eps and it's just like a full length is just such new territory we kind of wanted to challenge ourselves a little bit i don't even know if you could call my old bands eps <laughs> <laughs> so we're like all right let's hop in the bathroom and do these vocals <laughs> yeah and i mean with like um wander being released you know over a year before the um the album finally got released was that always intended to be like an album track or was that in the process when you're still thinking it was going to be an ep no that was my stupid idea too that was my <laughs> studio decision. yeah wander was on the record in lieu of one of the old songs that we were going to re-record and so we wow. retract little bits of vocals and reamp guitars to get it to be more cohesive with the rest of the record and uh i don't know i'm happy with that decision i think it fits better than any of the old songs a lot of the themes like in the album kind of, you know, like we said, re revolve around like being in a band and um, kind of, you know, like living that life and, you know, following your dreams and stuff. Um, how would you say, like, how do you kind of go about making sure that that kind of stuff is something that still, you know, connects with people, um, you know, because it's such a personal thing? Um, I think at least 
speaking for myself, I've noticed that we kind of eat, sleep, breathe, and bleed this stuff. So a lot of the people that we surround ourselves with back home are into music and DIY music and playing and writing music. So it's, it's kind of like, it's almost not even work to keep yourself involved in that mindset. And you're kind of constantly surrounded by people that think about it the same way because mm-hmm. so many of our friends are in bands and, and we do nothing but talk about music and think about music all the time. And like, as cool as it is to do other stuff and, you know, take a break from it, it's like always in the back of our heads a little bit. Mm-hmm. So it's like almost like, at least for me, it's like, I don't even really have to try, you know? I mean, I feel like we write in a way that's like vague enough to be like, you know, it can kind of relate to anything. Yeah. It doesn't just have to be music. Like, you know, if you're a fucking golfer <laughs> and you love to play golf, like, you know, and you can't play golf and you're bummed about it, like you can listen to the record and be like, oh, that's how I feel. Like, These guys love playing in a band just like I love, love playing all. <laughs> <laughs> or it's like if you're a surfer or a basket weaver or whatever. <laughs> You like to fuck. I've been listening to a podcast all day about like these dudes just shit talking basket weaving. So, <laughs> so it's on my mind. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, like, I feel like our music is, is vague enough to be, you know, like relatable to anything, not just, you know, what's up? We're in a band and this is what we're going to write about is being in a band. You know, it's like content creators creating content about content creation. <laughs> like you yeah. kind of hit an endless loop. More so the feelings associated with doing like the one thing you want to do more so than specifically about being in a band. Mm-hmm. I think how we look at it, at least I do. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, you, you mentioned, uh, you know, that you have kind of like a, a good little scene going down there in Richmond. Um, I feel like, you know, like uh, I think I actually found out about you from Gordon from Downhall, you know, recommending, recommending oh, yeah. me. <laughs> um, like, can you tell me a little bit about the scene and like how you've kind of like how it's evolved over the years? Um, yeah, I mean, we, I think, consider ourselves pretty lucky to be from Richmond. Um, there's so many talented bands and people are just eager to be involved with music, whether that be going to shows or starting a band or promoting their friend's band. It's just like, I think people recognize the passion associated with it and are, will just do anything they can to be a part of it, which is really, really cool. And it's also become a very like inclusive and, and, uh, like welcoming community that I think everybody has worked really hard to like keep that part of it up as well, which (laughs) I know like, you know, from touring around as much touring as we've done, it's like you start to recognize that not everywhere is like that. And so (laughs) you come to appreciate it a lot more. Like once you get home and realize that like, Oh, this is actually like pretty special. You also see a lot of like people that, it's it's like really organic around here too because like you know you don't meet a whole lot of people around here that are like yeah i'm gonna you know make a bunch of pop tracks and sell out and (laughs) make a million dollars i mean like you meet a few but you know it's not like it's like most of the people that are involved around here are you know in it for just the love of music and not really just to kind of see it they don't really see it as like a like a money pit yeah Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, if you if you play music, you know, it's not a fucking money pit. <laughs> it's a money pit in the sense that you spend all your money, but like, <laughs> you, don't, you don't make a million dollars doing this shit anymore. For sure. Yeah. And, I mean, on on the album, you kind of, like, start to branch out a little bit more from the kind of more standard pop punk sound, um, you know, both in 
to a more pop realm and into like a heavier, darker realm. Um, like what kind of, how did those other influences work their way in and um, how has the kind of audience reaction been compared to your expectations? I mean, we've never really considered ourselves a pop punk band <laughs> yeah. or like yeah. any band like in general. Like I we've think, never tied ourselves down to like a genre. I think it's, it's, it tends to be kind of dangerous territory when like having influences is like inevitable and it's a really good and healthy thing. But I think it's dangerous when you see a band doing something that's working and then you're like, all right, I'm going to emulate that because it's going to work the same for me because it's not. It's yeah. like if there's already someone doing it, you're not going to get the same reaction if you do the same thing. So. I think for us, it was just starting to write with no preconceived notion of what it should sound like mm. and like making sure that we didn't have any boundaries set up when we, when we started the process. Will also played a big role. Yeah, he's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, Will's a genius. And was it like challenging for you to kind of like get into that mindset? Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, th- I thought it was at least I just show up and do what I'm told. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Uh, challenging to write stuff that we really thought was original. Cause I think the most challenging part was like getting everybody on the same page with like yeah. changes being made and like what should happen with what song and like what honestly naming everything on the album was the hardest fucking <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, naming everything was was hard as shit writing yep. it was a ton of fun that was the, literally the last thing we did too we yeah Let's we name named the record in texas <laughs> yeah we were just in texas chilling at our friend's house and i was like hey this is cool yeah shout out nominee yeah shout out nominee i think it, my uncle steve when, when uh <laughs> when you have something creative and you're collaborating with a few different people on it and everybody is as invested in it as we are and cares about it as much as we do, you're bound to find creative differences just because everybody feels really, really strongly about every aspect of every song. And so uh, learning to compromise on that, make sure that every song had like that bit of everybody in every single piece of it is definitely took some practice. And like, well, how was it kind of like blending, you know, everything together, you know, as far as you, you said, like, you know, take, trying to take influence out as much as possible, but the, the influences that did kind of shine through no matter what, um, how was it kind of like blending all of those together? I, I feel like that part was pretty easy just cause just like what Pat was saying, like none of us, kind of went into the studio wanting to have like a specific sound Mm -hmm. so it's kind of just like we get in there everybody throws their ideas out and whatever sounded the best we just went with that i think it's that is one of those things where at least like when you do it the way that we did it's either going to happen or it's not going to and it's like if because we had no idea how the demo like because we went in with demos for all the songs we had no idea how they were going to fit together back to back on record mm-hmm. and I, again that's you know I'm, I'm gonna keep saying his name but that's where will beasley stepped up big it's like he kind of saw the big picture in a way that we didn't really because we were just so focused on every little bit of every little song and mm-hmm. um it you have to kind of be active in a few different mindsets in order to write and record a record effectively and that is kind of where the inexperience as far as full lengths 
came in for us is because like on EPs it's a lot easier because it's so short. It's, it's like, like five songs. Yeah, every uh, song can stand on its own and it's not a big deal. But like when you are writing an entire record and you know that people are going to be looking at that record as the defining thing for your band until you release something else, it's a lot of pressure. And uh, I think it's it is very important to be able to see it as a big picture and how it pertains to your band and how the record as a whole kind of reflects on you and your music. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, one of the, I also wanted to hit on you know the the artwork, which I think is uh, it's really effective at kind of like catching the eye, and the vinyl variants that go with it are kind of like perfect. But um, what was kind of like the process for that, as far as the approach to the visual aspect of the album? That was our friend uh, Joe from a band called The Insides in Philly. Uh, he did all the artwork, uh, front and back cover on the vinyl. Uh, he does collage artwork and he has uh, his account on Instagram at evil sister art. And he was just a guy that, you know, we had met through touring and played with a couple times and him and his bandmates had become really good friends of ours. And so it just kind of felt like natural to just hit him up. Cause we liked the stuff that he did so much and just send him the record and be like, what are you thinking? And he sent it a couple different drafts to us and sent that one. And we were immediately like, yeah, that's it. That's the one. <laughs> Yeah, the only part we really had in, in anything artwork-wise was we made the inserts for the record and we did, like, all the typefacing and, like, mm -hmm. all of the the text that's on the front of the record. Yeah, the rest is all you know. <clears throat> Nice. Yeah, and, I mean, earlier you mentioned, you know, that the naming of the songs and the album and everything was something that was kind of the final challenge for you. Um what, can you tell me a little bit about like the name um, "Find Sense, Feel Love, Make Light" and you know how those kind of three tracks, uh, each one section of the title, kind of relate to the album as a whole? If you want the honest answer, uh, <laughs> uh, we had three tracks that didn't have names, and I thought. It was <laughs> yeah. um, if you want like the deep answer that you know had me in my feelings, um, you know. <laughs> I mean, so track four, Find Sense, it's kind of a song about, you know, being a little lost with who you are. And like, it, it's kind of just, well, Pat wrote the song, so I don't, I'm kind of just talking out of my ass what I think about. <laughs> I wrote the lyrics. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, it, to me, it kind of seems like you're trying to figure a bunch of shit out. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, the, the name of the album came from like the last line of track nine that whole song was written before we named anything obviously but um you know it's it's just i'm i'm getting really fucking lost <laughs> i got really bad add so just bear with me i think the way i see it is it's like it's a perfect summation of the theme of the record as a whole which is kind of the the larger it's the the record is largely about like self discovery and um I almost look at it as like a to-do list where it's like a lot of the songs was like when we were working on lyrics, it was like, I'm, you know, a lot of the songs are like, I'm fucking up. I don't think I'm thinking about these things the right way. If I were to strive to do these three things more, I feel like it would be better. And that pertains to uh, find sense about, you know, kind of figuring yourself out in like the midst of your twenties and feel love, which is about, a, a super trying time that somebody you care about is going through and uh make light which is i i feel like just kind of a synonym for just kind of making making sense of all the crazy shit that's going on in your head so it just i don't know i feel like it it sums up the record 
pretty well. Mm-hmm. And that was also just another Texas back porch conversation we had with us and Nominee. We were just talking about the album and Joey just like stood up really fast and was like, I got it. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen Letter Kenny, but like I stood up the exact way that that guy does, like with his chest out and everything. And I was like, how about this now? But yeah, no, to be honest, it's actually about finding change on the ground. It's literally find <laughs> sense. <laughs> like, like pennies and shit. <laughs> pennies and shit. That should be the on the uh, hype sticker for the album. That's the EP that comes yeah, that's, out next that's, week. That's, that's the split we're doing. With, uh, <laughs> pennies and shit. Yeah. Nice. But I mean, do you typically like, is that kind of how you work out a lot of the things for the band just by kind of getting lost in that conversation and um, kind of like freewheeling? Do you tend to like think about the band stuff a lot? We are a very deep conversation oriented band when it comes to stuff like that. I feel like. Well, you and I are at least. Oh, fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, usually like what happens mainly is like me and Pat talk a lot about it. And then we're like, hey, Matt, check this out. And he's just like, sick. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or Matt will pull something out of pocket. Yeah. It's like, or <laughs> it's either that or Matt is just a fucking genius. Yeah. Like we will. Cause there are there are little moments where it's like, I feel like when, especially when you're a DIY band, it's like there's a little bit of insecurity in the back of your head where it's like you're trying to make sure that everybody is still in it because like this shit's hard sometimes. And like so, when you're at least for me, it's like when I get particularly stressed out and like I can't stop thinking about stuff that I feel like we should be doing or stuff that we should be doing differently. I like start to get worried and like seeds of doubt in my head that like. I'm the only one thinking about this and then we'll all sit down at practice one day and someone will just say something and it's almost always Matt. That's just like, yeah, I thought about this. And then we're all like, Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's like the most out of pocket genius. You've ever <laughs> like nice. closet genius. Like you wouldn't know it. Until it just, like said something. I love you. I do. <laughs> I'm not trying to brag on you, but like, <laughs> Earlier, we were talking a little bit about like the kind of you know difficulties with an LP over an EP. I'm curious, like, were there any kind of like big lessons that you learned, and like, is it something that overall you would recommend the process of? Don't think you're gonna kill it on like your first try. Like, yeah, I yeah. Don't be overconfident with the demos that you come in. Yeah, (laughs) don't be afraid to experiment. Yeah, and like change things up. Cause like, I mean, we wrote, we rewrote every single song. We have the luxury of like an amazing producer. That's also our, like one of our best friends who's yeah. like fucking awesome at writing music and works in town too. Yeah. He works in town. Well, he does now. Yeah. He, he didn't at the time. He worked in Maryland when we started uh, recording the record and we did the first half of it in Maryland. Yeah. I would say if you're working with a producer, make sure that you're working with somebody that understands like your vision for the record. Um, cause like from the get go, Will like seemed like he just really understood what we were trying to do. And like that set us off on like a really positive note starting out. Mm-hmm. And so like actually having somebody that is like an outside voice that you can tell like really cares is yeah. a huge thing. Yeah. I mean, if you want to write something that's like really, really good, get as many brains in it as yeah. possible. I think it's like, important that everybody like that you have everybody putting in like the same amount of effort too. Like not yeah. add, like yeah. nobody's intentions are skewed or anything like that. Cause as a band, like that definitely happens sometimes with people who are, you know, 
kind of the bigger fish thinking that they can take advantage of the smaller fish stuff like that so like I, i'd say that's a big thing just make sure everybody's just all on the same yeah. page and yeah. all for the same thing and i mean we had a lot of outside minds aside from like who was in the band and with will like we had ryan our friend from who played in centerfolds he helped us write a lot of shit mm-hmm. our friend drew helped us write some riffs yeah we've got you know i mean we had a team you know yeah, you yeah. got and also with producers you gotta you gotta explore your options before making a you know decision on the first person you find yeah we had so many sit downs with will before we actually started recording just to talk about what we wanted to do and um i don't know for me my biggest thing is like make sure you knock yourself down a peg before you get in there like if you have any kind of ego when you start it's just not going to go well mm-hmm. yeah and i mean you kind of like I, I know you've all been in you know multiple bands prior to um house and home how would you say like those experiences have kind of um, you know prepared you to be the band that you are today? It taught me what not to do. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> nothing prepares you to be in a band with Joey. <laughs> <laughs> nothing does that. You just got to go in head first and you just got to roll with it yeah. and it works out. Hey, <laughs> thanks buddy. Yeah. I think this is a bigger scale than we've ever done also it's like we've accomplished more than we've ever had with any other band and um i think our goals have gotten bigger than they ever were with any other band too i learned why you're not supposed to record vocals in a bathroom (laughs) (laughs) oh i I mean you mentioned uh that the goals have gotten bigger what are like kind of some of the the goals that you have coming up um touring as much as possible as soon as we're able to (laughs) um we have some bands in mind that we would like to tour with I'm not going to jinx it by saying any of it, but uh, <laughs> I think it, at least from my perspective, I feel like it's become apparent that there are certain things that we've talked about, like just being pipe dreams and stuff that like are possible where it's like, Oh, it'd be cool to tour with this band. And then we actually meet them and they're like, yeah, we should tour. And we're like, uh, <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I know one thing that I've always dreamed of that I'm not going to ever do is play Warp Tour. (laughs) (laughs) Matt beat me to that one. (laughs) Yeah. Asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, I I feel like kind of what you're saying and kind of my, you know, summation of the the kind of the state of the pop punk scene, it feels like you and, you know, a handful of other bands are kind of part of what feels like a new generation of pop punk starting up. And that is, you know, much less definable as pop punk, even Um, like you were saying earlier, you don't even kind of consider yourself, but like, um, how does it feel kind of like being at that kind of level where, you know, there are like a whole bunch of things happening and it seems like, you know, a lot more can be happening soon. It still smacks you in the face a little bit. Like you forget that, certain things are happening and then you get a crazy opportunity and you're just like, Oh shit. it's working." <laughs> I like, kind of don't even yeah. like notice anything. Yeah. I'm just like, this is the same. It's always been. Yeah. But I mean, it's like, you never, you don't notice yourself growing. Yeah. Like when you're a kid and until you, you, you look like, back at like hit your growth yourself. spurt and you're yeah. just like, you don't feel taller. <laughs> taller. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's weird. Like, cause we also released right before quarantine too. So it's like, it's almost like we were, put this album out and like we're just doing nothing now but yeah. at the same time nobody is it's <laughs> like that movie soul surfer as much as we can yeah i will be super interested to see how the how the first shows go 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's judging, you know, off the internet and stuff, it seems like the reception for the record has been awesome. And like, we're super thankful, but we've always considered ourselves like a, a very live centered band. And so not having been able to play the record for an audience yet, like I'm, I'm going to be super interested to see how that goes. And like that, <laughs> it, I think is going to be another one of those smacking in the face moments. Like, Holy shit, people actually listen to this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't wait. For that, really. And they have plenty of time to learn all the words too. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, when we originally booked the release show. It was like a month after release. Mm-hmm. We were like given plenty of time to <laughs> listen to it. And like, I was thinking about like not even singing, you know, just like let somebody else do it. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, obviously, you said you know you, you can't judge what a post uh, release show will be, but um, like, how has kind of like a typical sh- how does a typical house gnome show go? Like, bring us back to the days uh, before COVID when we were allowed to be hot and sweaty with each other. <laughs> The last show that we played in Richmond before quarantine was in December. And it was a packed house at this venue called Canal Club when we were opening up for a band from Richmond called Centerfolds. Um, For the past like year and a half, two years, the reception in Richmond has been awesome. Increasingly better every time. Playing home has been awesome. And there have been a few standout moments on tour too. Like that band nominee in Texas that we toured with that we were talking about oh we had a show God. with them in Austin. The Austin show was amazing. And <laughs> we like showed On up. The floor. No yeah. stage, concrete yeah. floors. <laughs> no stage, no AC. Fucking, <laughs> uh, what do they call them? Fluorescent sweat. lights yeah. just all throughout in a fucking warehouse. And we were in the middle of Austin, Texas. We'd never played there. And like there were people singing the words at us. And that was crazy. And like, I don't know. Stuff like that always kind of gets you a little bit. It's just... I don't know. We just, we try for just energy the whole time. I don't want people jumping off each other and, and like grab the mic for me and Joey. Like, I don't care. Like it just like release, just go. Nice. Yeah. I mean, those are certainly like the kind of shows that, um, you know, have the most potential to be cathartic. So I think it's like a really special thing when a brand, a brand is able to like bring that every time. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I always like to kind of wrap up by asking for um, either like a piece of advice or something that you've been thinking about lately, um, whether it's about music or life in general that um, you'd just like to share. As my, as my father has always said, wherever you're at, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> now, what were you going to say? That one is perfect for uh, any situation. I, I, I don't, I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) I would say pertaining to bands, um, it's ridiculously easy to get discouraged. Um, You have to kind of accept the fact that you're going to fall flat on your face and you're going to play really shitty shows. It doesn't mean you're a bad band. Even if you are, you can get better. So just like keep going because we've played some shot ass shows, but like, (laughs) Things oh are, yeah, we've played empty shows. Yeah, like yeah. nothing but a touring band and the one person running the venue. Yeah, yeah. Nashville's Kentucky. tough. <laughs> yeah, Nashville's tough. Nashville's tough. But yeah, just I don't know. We've kind of learned to just keep going because, like, I don't know. The good shit reminds you like why you do it, and the same kind of pertains to I guess everything. You know, for sure. Yeah, don't be afraid to like ask people for help too. Because I mean. Yeah. yeah, we've 
there's no way like any of this shit would have been possible for us if it wasn't for other people yeah i mean look at so. us <laughs> <laughs> we've had a lot of help we've had a lot of help awesome um was there anything that um you haven't been able to like hit on about the new record that uh you wanted to that you've really been wanting to get out there um there <laughs> the final variants are still up on oyerex.com um i mean Adam would be pissed if we didn't plug. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the reception has just been fucking awesome so far. We're thankful for anybody that's even checked it out, even if you hate it. Like, thanks for at least clicking the link. Like, it's been unreal. Hell yeah, we did it. Thanks so much to House and Home for taking the time to chat. They really feel like a band that is pushing their sound past conventional boundaries and letting their passions shine through in a way that is impossible to ignore. The message is one of perseverance, which is something we could all use right now. So be sure to give fine sense, feel love, make light a spin as soon as you can. A special thank you as always to The Alternative for helping to promote the show, Kaylin West of Tiny Stills for the theme song, and Achille Jean Palermo for the artwork. You can keep up to date by subscribing to the podcast and following the show on Twitter and Instagram at FindTheCallPod. Feel free to email any questions, comments, or other feedback to me at findthecallpod at gmail.com. I'll be back next week with another great episode, so please stay safe and healthy until then. The Helping Friendly Podcast explores the music and fan experience of fish through interviews and deep dives on shows and tours. For more than 10 years, we've created insightful and fun discussions about our favorite band, and with the help of our guests and thematic series, we're still discovering new angles of appreciation for Fish. And when the band is on tour, we provide a review of every show the following day. As one of our listeners said, any Fish fans that enjoy meandering conversations and incredible insight on new and old Fish shows, this is for you. Highly recommend. It's not just about the band and the shows, it's about the journey getting there. Throughout 2024, we're going to be running down the top 25 fish tours of all time, and that'll be interspersed with show reviews and regular episodes. Join us and check out the Helping Friendly Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.